0: Walk to the rap lab, walk, 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 walk to the rap lab. Walk, walk, walk to the rap lab. Walk to the rap lab. Welcome to the rap lab. Welcome to the rap lab. Rap lab, Ram, the rap lab, rap lab. Welcome to the rap lab. Rap lab. Rap lab. Rap lab. Welcome to the rap lab. Rap lab. Rap lab. Rap.
1: and gentlemen you tuned in to an all new episode of the rap lab podcast you done heard the music drop so you know it's showtime it's your boy the motherfucking candy man the alfre to the d it's the one and only t-o it's the dilly yo and it's your boy qg and today's episode is gonna be super duper fun for me i mean every episode that we record is fun however this one hits close to home just like qg got a rap father i got a rap uncle we're gonna today we're gonna talk about the man who made him say huh. The man who showed us how to do that, there is my country uncle, the icon, the legend himself, the colonel, Master P.
2: And don't forget the man who also asked you, you got a cigarette?
1: Oh, come, come, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. That, 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 that couldn't wait. That, 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 that couldn't he, wait.
3: And he also did the most impressive dance move we've ever seen. That thing looked like his shoulder was this
2: one. <laughs> that was very impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, you know, y'all y'all
1: y'all a foul for that, you know that?
2: Uh but but still <laughs> dude, but still I'm glad we gotta talk about this guy. no but, uh, no, no question about it, man. Yeah. No question. Uh, Percy.
1: Ma- Master P very influential uh pioneer. That man uh, opened doors and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all. So we're gonna get into it. Uh fellas, y'all know how uh Master P started out in the music business by any chance? Oh for sure. Um one thing with uh
3: with Master P. Well, it actually it really, really started off for him. Let's 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 go back. You know, uh Alfred, you could help us with
1: this. Born in the
3: Calliope projects. Is that the name?
1: The Calliope Projects, which
3: is Calliope uh, projects.
1: Uh for all the people in New Orleans, yeah. Shout outs to, to my people in New Orleans who listen to this. I, I fuck with y'all greatly and heavily and I love y'all um three housing projects in the third ward of new orleans louisiana usa um the melpamine and all of these get shouted out in 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 new orleans artist rap songs from that time period you have the melpamine uh, magnolia and the calliope uh p and of his brothers silk and silk the shocker and c murder all grew up in the calliope projects um master p back in the day uh you know he, he sold product if you know what i mean He's the
3: oldest out of five, out of five children.
1: Yeah, oldest out of five kids uh, got out the hood by selling product. And uh, uh, when things got rough, because, you know, uh, in New Orleans at the time, uh, it was a life accomplishment just to make it to the age of 21. So Mm -hmm. things was getting rough. So he decided to his family decided to pack up, pack him, see murder and soak the shocker up after his uh, younger brother, Kevin Miller, got killed. Kevin Miller. Um, he talks about in a lot of his songs. And uh yeah, his his uh, his mom packed him up and sent him to live with his grandma and grandpa in uh Richmond, California, which is where Master P would start his uh rap journey. Um so if you listen to early Master P like pre ninety six, it's a completely different sound. Um and the way No Limit Records gets started. No Limit Records at first was a was a music store. Yes, yes, it was. indeed.
3: It started off, and
1: you guys know how he got
3: the money to start it out.
1: Well, his his grandfather died, and um, left him <laughs> an inheritance money, and he and ten thousand dollars. Yep, ten thousand dollars, and he flipped the inheritance money and opened No Limit Records, which was a uh, music retail store. So you know they sold tapes, CDs, and all that good stuff. And um, one thing that I found out through my research is that um what Master P did he used the store to sell his 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 own independent tapes yeah the is,
2: what was the mind of a psychopath <laughs> that was the first tape that was the yep. first tape
1: and um and that's actually smart because you own a business you selling records let's see this is and this is in 1991 so what was out in 91 um you obviously you have uh, NWA coming out with albums you have Ice Cube coming out with albums um Pretty sure he's got, you know, stuff that happened before then, like Eric B. Rock him a couple of LL Cool J tapes. So you have all these, and then and Tupac's uh, debut album. So you're carrying all these different, you know, all these different albums, tapes, CDs, and then whatnot from all these artists who will later go on to be recognized as legends. And then in a slick in a slick business minded move, and this goes to the type of person P is because. Later on, he gets to be known as a bu- as a wise businessman, but he goes and he makes his own music, and he's selling his tapes right alongside them. Isn't that something? But you know what the best part about it is? It went from selling out
3: the trunk of his car to now owning a record store where you could just come to the shop and buy it. You know, he didn't have to just be out in the streets anymore. He had the business sense to know, okay... This is good, but let me take it to the next level and let me show you how independent money and independent business could really be flipped into something bigger. He had a bigger vision than just selling it out the trunk of his car.
2: Oh, and, uh,
1: yeah, go ahead, Mac.
2: And I was about to uh, piggyback. I said, yeah, and that vision came true because that's, this is why we we, we glad we talking about him because this man gave you the business aspects of the game. Like he is like he did it from scratch. He did it from his own vision, his own terms. So when you got a record label store, what was it in '90 again? And of course, you know your brother was killed. That also helps you like motivate. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna really elevate my career. My brother's gone, unfortunately. I got the record label store. I'm doing music. Now it's time to challenge myself. And and he released. Yes, he yeah, I think he outdid himself as far as he, music. Goes. Yeah. He released two albums in ninety-one.
3: The Getaway Clean and uh Mama's Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Actually, which was released in ninety two. I, I think Mama's Bad Boy might have been in ninety-two. That was ninety two. Yeah. Getaway Clean was ninety-one. Mama's Bad Boy was ninety-two. So he was working. He was
1: pushing. And think about it, this man this man is running his own retail store and still got time to make music and and, and push tapes out. But um wouldn't be surprised if he made a
2: a hidden studio in this store. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Oh, for
1: sure. If y'all ever if y'all ever go on eBay and just look at the price of those early albums, not even on CD, but on cassette. Those cassette
2: cassettes
1: tapes. those cassette tapes is going for over five hundred to a thousand dollars, still sealed in the plastic. That's how much them tapes cost on eBay? Yeah, because those tapes were rare. The only place you could have got them was that no limit record store. And when he wow. stopped doing that, them tapes went bye-bye. I mean, they got re-released on CD, but, I mean, those ain't worth much. Like, we talking about the original, because what he used to do, he used to print them up, like the 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 casing of the cassette. Um, They had, like, the logo of the store and all that other type of stuff on it. The CDs didn't yeah. have that.
3: Yeah, in but- the mid-'90s, he was really pushing out those records. I, I didn't know about that until I really researched his biography and stuff because i first got into him in 1996 but i had no idea prior in the 90s he was he was in there with with, with the other
1: competition
2: oh yeah, it was, yeah wasn't easy
1: and um you could trace his uh, you know um if you look it up uh he and e40 did a joint album together in that time period
3: it's the bay <laughs> it's the I,
1: bay area i don't remember what the name of it is but i will will matter of fact Cause you know we all got Google machines here. The name <laughs> yeah. of it is slipping on me, but we'll we'll look it up for the listeners real quick. But um, yep. yeah, P was out in the Bay Heavy repping hard. Uh, he was doing he was doing um he was doing songs with uh with Sully Cell and Richie Rich and all those people. The name oh, so the joint album they did uh, together was called Thug Paper. Thug Paper. Uh, okay. So. He also had the. He also
3: had those compilation tapes. Was those names that you mentioned a part of it? The West Coast Bad Boys.
1: Oh yeah, he did the West Coast Bad Boys and the Down South Hustlers, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. However, um, when P was starting out in Richmond, California, he wasn't by himself though. Um, later on, this group would be just whittled down to three people, but at the at the time, it was a large group. Uh, his his rap group True T R U. Oh, yeah.
2: And people may not know,
1: they were out way before Hootie Who. Like, they were well, really, really out there. Oh, yeah. Um, They started in the Bay. Now, everybody, if you think of True, um, yeah, like Max said, it's who, uh, you, you hear Hootie Who, and that's like their biggest hit. However, uh, they were a, a bigger group originally beyond just Masterpiece, Soak the Shocker, and Sea Murder. Uh, at one point, they had uh, Big Ed, Cali G., Chili Powder, I can't believe that's the actual name of a rapper. I love uh, that name, Chili Powder. I like that name. Sure. Uh, King King George, uh, the Milkman and uh his wife, so C. your see, so even the man's wife was a rapper, which hey, uh not- she was one of the first artists signed to No Limit. Yep, which uh uh QG we um we spoke a couple of days ago, and uh you mentioned that uh rappers if uh usually got bad leaders of groups got bad habits of dating women in their crew, it reminds you of uh, KRS-One and uh, Miss Melody, doesn't <laughs> and it? And Miss
3: Melody, yes, yes, when uh, that was his wife, KRS and Miss Melody were married, and she was a member of Boogie Down Productions, so it kind of followed the same formula with uh, Master P and, and, and Sonya C at the time, and I'm glad you mentioned Big Ed the Assassin, rest in peace to him, you know, he passed away, and um, yeah, of course, and Silk the Shocker was also a member of the group, so it was a really big group. And they and their style and production was G funk esque.
2: Yeah, but but Silk S- was a young young dude when they first came out. Oh
1: yeah, and 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 before because I know y'all like the clown Silk the shock about how he, he raps off beat intentionally, but this man was on beat at uh, at the time. All right. Well, we're just saying
2: <laughs> that before you know the fame got to him. Then he started going off beat. Once he got like you know, you I think was, that's the reason why he changed his style because of the fame. I wasn't not not like the fame. I'm just saying, like once, like the mainstream part started getting in, I felt like he just catered to his own style, just beating off oh. beat.
3: Unfortunately, oh, thinking
1: and it
2: makes me laugh. But well, 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 I'm thinking because he was reading the
3: dictionary and you know he was just reading it really fast and he was just trying reading to the
1: dictionary. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, you know, Thug Love, Mr. Green,
3: to <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you mean? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean reading the dictionary?
3: Well yeah, I mean I mean that's what he was doing. And you know, he was also writing term papers and essays and he was just trying to beat Twister's record in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's why he started rapping
2: like that. Well, anyway, we
1: will get to that. <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. Shout out
2: to
3: Silk, aka the gourmet chef, who poured cereal in a bowl and said that before me cooking. <laughs>
1: Yes, that, that happened on MTV Cribs. I can't forget it. But listen, that probably was the greatest <laughs> bowl of cereal ever made.
3: Oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just pour Cheerios in a nice big bowl and, you know, pour milk in it and then you're good. So. <laughs> but but wow. moving on to, to Master P, let's continue.
1: So, so yeah, so, uh, so True comes out with a couple of albums that go under the radar. If you didn't live in the Bay Area, Richmond or Oakland, um or Sacramento for that matter. You really wasn't gonna hear about it or, or find the album. But uh their first album, Understanding the Criminal Mind. Um You know
2: what's funny? I, that fooled me because I thought I thought um their first album was Who's the Killer?
1: Then then I remember what you just said. But yeah, Who's the Killer was after. Yeah. But um it's it's funny to me because if you look at the production credits, uh Master P produces more than half of this album. Yes. And P yes, was, he later on, P wasn't known for making beats. So this is interesting right. to me. Well, he also had E.A. Ski on there. And yeah, E.A. Ski, was a Cali, Cali producing yeah, yeah. legend.
3: Yeah, legendary guy.
1: And Kalu also was part of the production. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, that's, that that's uh, he had decent production early on. Absolutely. He got but, uh,
3: they got with they got with beats by the pound later on in nineteen.
1: Yep, much later on. But speaking of that bridge, uh, so P does a lot of underground stuff, uh, a lot of under the radar stuff. If you didn't live in, you know, the Bay Area, Oakland, Sacramento, Richmond, you really wasn't hearing his music. But then, um, he, he comes out with these, and P was very notorious for coming out with compilation tapes, like we said earlier. Um yes. West Coast Bad Boys, the first one dropped in 1994. Then uh, later in '94, he had a West Coast Bad Boys Christmas album, where on the album cover, P and Big Ed are uh, holding a gun to Santa, who's tied up in a chair. That is true. (laughs) That Uh, is funny. The name of that album was West Coast Bad Boys High for Christmas. It was a Christmas album, which I still can't believe they even did. That is the most commercial. That's the most commercial thing an independent artist could do. But hey, I don't blame him. And then Indeed. 95, the fall of 95 is where things get interesting because, well, in the summer of 95, let's start there first. He releases the first ever double disc uh, rap album. A lot of people think Tupac did it, but no. Tupac did the first uh, solo album, Double Disc, but no limit. They put out the first ever double disc compilation album, uh, The Down South Hustlers, Bouncing and Swinging. Hey. Uh, Notable songs on that album include Master P's single Bounce That Ass and uh, a collaboration with Master P, Silk the Shocker and UGK, Players from the South. Yep. Yeah, was this also distributed through Priority? Yep, that was their first one distributed through Priority. So. Uh, no, actually the second. Yeah, the no, no second. the first. No, no, the first, sorry. <laughs> this okay. is 95. I'm thinking 96. Yeah, this is the first. Um, P had such a... Uh, has such a cult following that uh, he signed with Priority in in the most lo- artist lopsided deal ever constructed in rap history that hasn't been seen before or since. Um, I love that deal. Well, QG, you want to like tell limit. us about? You want to tell us now? about that? Yeah, you want to tell us deal? about that record deal?
3: That's, like when I when I looked it up, I said, "How smart is this man?" First of all, No Limit Records. They own 100% of their master recording and they get 85% of the sales.
1: Priority only got 15%. 15. When have you ever heard of that? The label tells the artist, "Oh, you could take you could take over not even half, but you could take the majority of the sales." Not even the ma- majority. That's, that's almost that's almost 90 right there. 85 right. 15. Woo.
2: Yep. That was a big
1: number. And also, I think like this is the very first time where I don't think it was too common back in the back at this time to have the label CEO, also a rapper on the label. I mean Dre did it with Def Row and um well actually you no, know, De- Def Row was Shugs, Dre was yeah. like partner, but easy was really the only one up until that point who did it because he owned Ruthless yeah. and was an artist. But yes. Yeah. Master yes. P was the premier artist of No Limit, and he was the owner of the label. So only really Easy E had done that before. Like all the other big rappers at the time, the Ice Cubes, the Tupacs, the Snoop Dogs, you know, every, every and and everybody and their mother on Def Jam, nobody was a boss. No, and like I'm glad you mentioned Pop. No, not like P at all. And Master
3: P used to open for Pop.
1: Yep, a lot of people don't know that. Back when P was in the the Bay Area, bay Area, yep. He he was he and C Murder and Silk would open for uh for Tupac uh, when he toured uh the Bay. Yep. There's even an infamous picture. Uh, it's not a picture of them together. Tupac is walking by greeting fans, and you see P there in the background. Yeah,
3: P was out there, man. I imagine if they would have got together around that time to do something.
1: But
2: even though they would
1: uh, man, uh we we'll, we'll get to that in a second cuz y'all know the song I'm going to talk about. But um yeah, so 1995, Down South Hustlers gets released and then just a couple months later, the single that changed the world forever. So True
3: releases
1: Oh, not even that. So True releases not yet. their third album. No, not yet. So True releases their third album in 95. Um it's it's entitled True, T R U E by the rap group TRU. And the song that that crossed over Master P from Richmond back to his home in New Orleans, uh I'm bout it, bout it, is released. Ah, uh, there you go. And uh this song gets a lot of infamy because uh, Mia X is on the song and she records two verses, and they play the two verses at the same time. She caught the Holy Ghost there in the studio. <laughs> I got it. That's the only thing about that song. And you know, you can hear each verse clearly if you take one headphone out. Uh, The no first bad. verse is in the left, the second one. verse is in the right. But why play them at the same time? And people would, even though, even though that was like jumbled up, people were still fucking with that song heavy. Oh, yeah. No, when about it, it about it. Especially, I, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Matt, you can talk about
2: it. No, it was a quick quote like the beginning. I would never tell my baton. <laughs> it came out, and that's part one. <laughs> The way the song started, the way it built
3: up that with the loud bass, it, it, it was like being in a
2: horror movie. Uh, that's just a, how, it's the, it's that's song, the impact that it has. And the song was so much of a great song that he's like, fuck it, let's make a part two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All ready for the national anthem? i started this, bada, bada. He sure did. Oh. It, bada, it. And uh, at this time, <laughs> this is where he starts hooking up with, with the production team, Beats by the Pound. Who from this point forward, for like the next four years, well, would they go on to produce every single song at no limit, the, uh, much like Cash Money did. Cross Town, uh, Master P never used any artists outside of who was on his label, which was which you didn't really see much at the time. Like let's see, 90, 95. so you have big you have look at all the the the, the album the great albums at at the time period and preceding. So you have Wu Illmatic, uh, Wu-Tang, well Wu Tang used mainly uh, the RZA, so they don't count. But you have um, Nas's Illmatic, uh, obviously Tupac released several albums, and like all the and all these artists putting out albums, with the exception of like if you was on Def Row where Dre or Daz produced everything, um, all like every song was pro- was almost entirely produced by a different producer at the time. And then you and then you come up to no limit and they, they got their own team. They're not using anybody who's outside the team, which I found yeah. kind of different in strategy. Whereas yeah, no, you know decent. Yep, whereas you know Def Row had to, only two producers at the time, Wu Tang only used their guy, but of course, you know, Wu Tang doesn't own their own label, but he is like, nah, I got my guys.
3: And 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 if you look at the members of the group, I mean you had KLC, you had Moby D, Craig B, Odell. And, uh, and there was some other members there that um, Carlos Silo Stevens. Yeah, Carlos Silo Stevens. They, there's a guy. There's Elvin Presley and Richard Weber and DJ Don Juan. They were all <laughs> part of Beats by the Pound. There's like and, the hell-
2: uh,
1: members. And it's at this time where you know, after the success of I'm Bout It about It, P realizes, yo, like there's plenty of rappers out here in the Bay. Let me go back home and and put my city on the map. So he goes back to New Orleans uh in the midst of in the midst of going back to new orleans you know chili powder and king george and and all everybody in in tru minus big ed uh all stay behind in cali they no longer rapping with p and you know p takes no limit to the south and this is where things really really get interesting because april 1996 uh and <laughs> <you> had... <laughs> hey. this is when I this is when I first heard
3: it. this is when I first and heard and, and, y-
1: and y'all and y'all and y'all know if there's a hook on a song that has to be sung I'm gonna sing it because you know oh, Mr no. ice cream man ah. mr ice cream man Mr ice cream man master peter ice cream man
3: oh. ah. Hit so, uh, on the white with some of the above. Bu- oh, come on, man, you gotta do the verse next.
1: Yo, you know, it's funny. He comes out with Ice Cream Man, the album, and there's a picture of him in an all white suit on the album cover holding a bucket of ice cream. And when I was a kid, I didn't know, I didn't even catch the reference that Ice Cream Man was a pusher. Right? I legit thought this man was going around selling ice cream. Selling ice cream, yeah, ice cream was a metaphor for dope. Yep, it was the egg. And, and didn't that album also have
2: him, like, in front of the gold, gold inch rims?
1: Yes, it yes did. The yeah. alternate cover, if you got a certain yeah. pressing of it. Yeah, um, that's the cover I, that's the
3: cover I have. I have that
1: cover. And, uh, the Ice Cream Man, that would be the, uh, the last time you would hear P, uh, for a long time represent, uh, Richmond. Because he did have some Bay Area sound and references to the Bay in, the, in, in that album. Um... But for the most part, he was a down south artist after that. Um, yeah, he wouldn't rep Richmond again until, uh, 2000 when he got on Snoop Dogg's Lalo. But, uh, right, where right. he, where, where he, where he says Richmond, California is where i be. But he wasn't in Richmond for years, but, you know, and, uh, at, at this time, uh, he gets into a feud with Yuck Mouth from the Loonies because Yuck Mouth claims that, uh, he was the ice cream man, but I never heard Yuck Mouth ever say anything about being the ice cream man. What about y'all? I don't remember that. that. was
3: a long-standing war, man. I, I I didn't really hear Yuck Mouth of the Loonies
1: mention anything about being ice cream
3: or selling ice cream. But Yuck Mouth just kept going on records, doing diss songs. Master P never really called Yuck Mouth out by name, but he responded with saying, you know, all you haters and player haters out there and saying, you know, all this stuff. He didn't mention Yuck Maff by name, which was kind of smart.
1: Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, Master P is doing his thing. And then 1996 starts off what is a tremendous run of just great business. Uh, of course, he has the 85-15 deal with Priority. Again, we mentioned and that's an era, and even still today, rappers really don't get uh, possession of their master tapes. He got 100% of them, and 1996 starts it all. Um, you got P's album. You got Silk the Shocker's first album. You got Kane and Abel's album. So, like, is, he, st- he, starts, he starts getting real busy. Um, yep. Flash to 1997, which is like the breakout year, and um, you got, again, you got P's album, Ghetto D, which we'll touch on in a minute. Um, 1997 also brings West Coast Bad Boys 2, which is very notable. Because as y'all have heard before, he take he flips the beat. Well, actually, he combines beats. I don't know how it, how P did this, but he, he had the, the, the Tupac tribute record that he did. And he combined the Hail Mary and Ambitions as a Rider beat and flowed over it. And to this day, I don't understand how... He merged those two beats together. I don't
3: know how he did that. That's something different.
0: Yep.
1: But,
3: Amazing.
1: Uh, nah, that song, though. And he even samples Tupac's voice. I don't know how he got the clearance for that. But every couple seconds in the song, all you hear in the background is Tup- a Tupac samples. says, follow me from uh, Hail Mary. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Cool. But um, yeah, 97, yeah, you get a Mia X album. Um, yeah, you, you get a Mia X album, you get the P album, you get West Coast Bad Boys 2, you get the next true album, which really started to catapult them as a group, true to the game, which was also two discs, uh, yes. back in that period where, uh, no, I think 96, 97 is safe to say it's the double disc era. Yeah, cause Biggie did it. Biggie did ah, it, Bone Thugs did it. Yeah, it was, it was double CDs coming out of the woodwork and people was buying and a lot of people this is what people don't know um if you was a rapper and you released a double CD um you you had to sell half the units to go platinum because what what the RIAA the Recording In- uh, Industry Association of America did uh they counted the album as two albums cuz you know yes. one for each disc so technically yes. if you only sold 500,000 copies you were considered platinum Yep Yep So you sure were And um yeah, so so P was doing great business, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh he appeared he he and Mia uh, X got Foxy Brown to uh get on a song and do Party Don't Stop, which was uh I just realized KLD had a lot
2: of, of sister uh, you would have thought it was like the joint album between those two. I mean that is I'm impressive. glad you I'm glad you guys
3: mentioned about the East Coast uh connection as well, because Mac, you could touch on this. What did Jay Z say on one
2: of them records? I'm down south master p body the, body the shit he was on the radar people paid attention yep. to, to what he was doing he
3: got a lot of love in new york i can attest to that because my older brother is a big master p fan
2: and and around that time and he was, was listening, listening to it body body 2 was played a lot yeah it was radio Bada Bada the music video
1: it was played a lot yep and body body 2 was on ice cream man so if he's really getting up there but 1997, he dro- out of his own personal discography solo, he drops what many people consider to be his best album in Ghetto D. Um, and Ghetto D, which uh, he originally wanted to call the album Ghetto Dope, but Priority said they couldn't market that. And the original album cover was supposed to be a, uh, a crackhead smoking a pipe. And that image montage that actually became the cover um, was in a cloud coming from the pipe, but... The original album artwork is in the booklet of the CD, so I find that very interesting.
3: 260,000 copies in the first week,
1: and yep. it's
2: certified triple platinum for missing. And based on one song alone, which Al, you mentioned <laughs> <in> the <beginning. laughs> make them say, oh
1: na."
3: Please tell us she wasn't doing that dance move with the running up with the knees and sticking your chest out and all. I that. was because like, you, you know that, I'm it? the nah. colonel of the
1: motherfucking tank. you will have the big things, we have the big back. Oh man, don't get me started. Soldiers. That, video was, that bro, video
3: was fire, bro. They,
1: they was playing basketball in the video and dunking and oh man, it was just it was great. Oh, and you guys um, want to hear a joke about that song? Go yeah. ahead.
3: Uh he was nominated for MTV uh Video Music Award. Do you guys know who he lost to? Who? Get Jiggy with it. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 Will wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get Jiggy the, with it won the
3: it won.
1: The Colonel lost to uh, the Fresh
3: Prince. Yes, for best rap video, he lost to Will Smith. <laughs> Get Jiggy with it. <laughs> what awards was this? this- the MTV. MTV, the Video Music
2: Awards, the VMAs. Why?
1: How? I mean, MTV. I mean, I get and, Will Smith. I, I get mean, Will Smith as you know, an icon in life, but
3: and, and honestly, the album and the album sold a lot of units. He sold five million with with that album. That's yeah. probably another reason why.
2: By the way, um, can someone tell me the last verse? What the hell was Mystical saying? I have no idea. You know. <laughs>
1: and i forgot to touch on that because you know in uh late 96 early no in 97 he signs mystical and uh mystical dropped the album in 97 for no limit and that was a game changer too uh the the mystical has the distinction of being the only person on no limit who didn't have a deal through priority he was on i don't know how p did it but uh mystical uh, was on jive yep he was the only one that wasn't on priority, which I find uh, to be P, actually no. P, he was one of two because skullduggery was on penalty. But go ahead. P P P went to school for
3: business. This man knows business. He had an athletic scholarship at a to university. The university
1: of Houston, yes, sir. And he got he got out of that and decided to go study business. Well, yeah, his um his scholarship got revoked because he had a knee injury, so he couldn't play mm. basketball no more. That's what happened to him. But we'll get to the basketball in a in a little while. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke a record with that. Oh, stop <laughs> it! But um, but yeah. So Ghetto D comes out, make him say uh, it's all over the place. Even though, goddamn, will I how the yo I- what bro? <laughs> in the words of Alfred, that don't sit well with me. That don't sit well with me. Like we should put that on a T-shirt, by the way. But that don't sit well with me. Like. <laughs> I mean, I guess people was checking for Will Smith because get jiggy, getting jiggy with it was a big hit, um, and it's clean, it's clean, and it's, it's clean, clean, so it's you don't have to edit you know? it. Yeah, all, come to think of it, all, not to get off topic here, but all the Will Smith, I don't think I ever heard Will Smith curse in a rap song ever. Will, Will has never really cursed, you know what I
3: mean. And again, what did you say earlier about Master P with Ghetto D, Ghetto, D, Ghetto Dope? Compare that. To what Will was doing, you know, it was kind of hard to kind of it was hard to win
1: an, an award with that. Well, Will Smith is the, was the role mo- was trying to be the role model of rap, I guess. Yep. that was Bill Cosby's favorite rapper. Maybe because they was both from Philly. Uh, Philadelphia oh. stand up. But uh, we ain't talking about Philadelphia right now. The focus <laughs> is on New <the laughs> Orleans and the USA, my man. But uh, so what came out? What came out after Ghetto Deep? So, after Ghetto D, um, so let's talk about the, uh, the True to the Game album real quick. It came out before Ghetto D, but it's still, uh, it's still seminal because the song We Know Limit Soldiers, I Thought I Told You dropped. So, oh, that's where you got it from. We Know Limit Soldiers, I Thought I Told You. Uh-huh. Uh, that, at, oh, and also, and now this is the thing. So, you remember how a couple episodes back I made fun of Puff Daddy for, uh, Ripping off all these old songs uh, on, on Bad Boy. Yep. Yes. So P was doing the same thing because this man took uh, Aaliyah's If Your Girl Only Knew and flipped it into the biggest drug <laughs> song ever. <laughs> if, you, if the feds only knew <laughs> about them keys. I totally forgot what about would that. They song. Do? That was a long time I heard that. <laughs> on one album. Matter of fact, this is all on the first disc. And let's not forget. He had Moby Dee sing, "I always feel like somebody's watching me." So, like this man was sampling every old song known to man. Um, and then uh, also he had "I Got Candy." Like, come on, like we ain't hear that before. Yep, we heard it before. But but, but, you, those but samples, bro. But, but you can tell what music he grew up in the house listening to, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, There's oh, a correlation
3: between the South and the West when it comes to listening to those records.
1: Yep. But you know what the funniest sample on that album is?
3: You Once remember what? when
1: Easy E uh, on, um, on Easy Does It had uh, those that, that song with the questions where he's talking to the news reporter? Yeah, No More Questions. Bro, tell me why C-Murder has a solo song on that album called True Questions the exact same format, and the questions <laughs> and the answers are exactly almost the same, except that when Easy says "roofless," they replace it with "no limit." They're big N.W.A. fans, bro. And I used to like that song, and of course, I didn't get into Easy until later on in life. And yeah. I heard that song later on. I'm like, oh, so this is where they got it from. And I'll never right. forget. They 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 describe a scene of a of, of a of a break and robbery, and I'll never forget. C. Murders like. I creeped. I creep like a G to the back of the house, and then I listened to I listened to the easy version and hear this exact same line, and I'm like, God damn it! But that wouldn't be the first time. No limit rips roofless off, which brings us to in 1998. Amid all the success, all the platinum albums, 98 is like really like the the landmark year of No Limit. Uh, 28 albums released, 24 of them either gold or platinum, and and P- and and. and, and,
3: and- And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the number 24. You know why, don't you?
1: Kobe? Nope. Do you know how many people you paid? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You going back to that? By buying all of 24, No Limit? (laughs) Yes. I bought a lot of people on No Limit. The cars, the house, the jewelry. Yes, (laughs) yes. Go back and check the episode.
3: the 1996 versus versus 1998. (laughs) You can hear about every last No Limit album I bought that year. And you
1: know what year that came out? All right, then. Perfect. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's a trip down. That's in the archive, folks. Go, go listen to
3: that. We'll continue.
1: Continue. But um, P P at this time is also getting into the movie business. Um, 19, Here's the thing. 1997, uh, late 97, leading up to 98, P stars in the first hip hop biopic ever, which he produced himself. I'm about it, the movie. Hey.
2: You know what's smart about P a lot of people don't know that
1: P uses reference from his
2: songs or albums as part of the movies. Yes. A lot of people don't catch that.
1: And uh who can forget the I'm Bout it soundtrack.
2: Oh, for
3: sure. And when you look at family. who was uh, when, yeah. that
1: type of mentality,
3: I'm Bout it. And look who was in the movie. You know what I'm saying? You had you had his brother in there, you had his brothers. You know, you had yeah. C, you had Silk. Yeah, Kane and Abel. Mac, was it Mac 10 in
1: the film too? Mac, Mac 10 was in the movie. And even Tom Tiny Zeus Lister was in that movie. Oh, you gotta look tiny. Bro. He, was he Debo dead too? <laughs> no, he wasn't Debo. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh, yeah, Kane and Abel was in that movie. Um and the soundtrack really took off because you know what song was on the soundtrack? What song was on there? How you do that There. Oh, the shoulder move yes the infamous ladies and gentlemen there if you go on youtube and you just search master p how you do that live you will see the most infamous most impressive dance move you will ever see in the history (laughs) of live on stage performances oh my gosh what an
2: exaggeration you you know what the funny part is I remember watching that special from Ricky Smiley. My man tore up. He, he yo, he went he went in on that masterpiece clip <laughs> with the guitar, go over with the guitar trying to take the spotlight. Oh no. And this
3: goes to show you cuz when I first heard the song, I didn't understand what they were saying. I thought it was how you do that. You do that there. I know I know how I I know it was how you do that there. <laughs> I had to really pay attention.
2: You oh yeah, Access,
3: you, accents the accents you, you should give me. me oh,
2: that's that country type accent. You know, they don't say how you do that there. They be like how you do that
1: there. Uh, you don't you know do how,
3: that
2: how
1: there. Folks get. I love it. It's funny as hell, but I love it. Even though Young Bleed is from Young, 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 yo, Young Bleed. I I love his I mean I love P, but I love Young Bleed's verse better on that song. Mm-hmm. He's like, who that get your ass with blue back my nigga, my nerve. Woo! <laughs> Jelly Jammin <laughs> preserved. Balls of my word. Woo! Okay, yeah, before I start Crash jamming it. out, yeah. But right, um, right. So yeah, ninety eight, um, landmark year. Twenty, to, uh, I'm, um, the next No Limit film I got the hookup comes out, which uh, is one of my all time favorite movies of all time. That oh, movie grossed. I got them. the hookup. I love I love you me. hear me? Oh. The hookup. <laughs> but uh, Master P, A J Johnson and a variety of uh, No Limit rappers appear in that movie. That actually grossed four million in the box office.
2: It sure did. It sure did. It was a good look for P two right there. It was a Man. good. Day. And Jeremy you had Tom... t-
3: you, yeah you had Tiny in there again. You had John Witherspoon in there. A J Johnson.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Bro, A J Johnson's a funny motherfucker. I got to tell you.
3: And look at the budget, like three point
1: five million to make, and it grossed ten point three. Hmm. Yep. And uh, so that was a successful venture, and it got P more exposure. But then the biggest Absolutely. move he made in '98, oh, he, he signs Snoop Doggy Dog and makes him drop the Doggy out of his name, because apparently Suge Knight had that copyrighted anyway. Yes, um, he did. But yeah, he he signs Snoop Dogg and brings Snoop Dogg from the LBC to the to the NOLA, and um, yeah, and Snoop surprisingly fit in like fit in like he was always there. I mean, and a lot Al, of people, yeah, a
3: lot of yeah. Um, Al, you could share the story. Didn't you say one time that you you the actually, man was a, the man was in the Popeyes? Yeah, the
1: man was yeah. Yo, Snoop Dogg was in the Popeyes just chilling like it was nothing. Right, you was there and you and you saw them. Yeah, man, like yo, Snoop. Uh, Snoop moved to New Orleans because P. See, and this is a story that a lot of people don't know. Master P, everybody who was signing No Limit, Master P did three things. He gave you a no limit chain. He gave you, he bought you a house in New Orleans, and he bought you a Benz. He did all three for Snoop, even though Snoop probably didn't need it.
3: I think he did need it.
1: Snoop had Snoop. money. What you mean?
3: No, no, no. It was confirmed, bro. Snoop had no money. Snoop, Snoop had no money on Death Row. Not the money that he should have had, and you know I mean he needed those things. That's the thing. He didn't like the the biggest artist on Death Row at that time. Obviously, too- Dre, was- Dre, Dre leaving and Pac passing. You had Snoop, and Snoop was not getting the money. So that's the thing. He needed those things from well, people. Yeah, at
2: that time. And, was- and, to and to be technically honest, that the Dogfather album didn't really catch up. Even though people praise it, but if you really look at it from a money standpoint, it, it didn't really like sell yeah. out. It was a lot it- going on in 96, especially with the death of Tupac. And Snoop had his own trials and tribulations he was dealing with, and, and there was no Dre production. And Snoop, yeah, and Snoop, Even though, actually, yeah,
1: yeah. And Snoop uh, like it's funny you mentioned that he didn't get the money because on the Dogfather, I forget which, I, I forget uh, which song it is. I know it has Charlie Wilson on it. He's talking Snoop about so the money. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about the money that Suge Knight stole. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> he kind of dropped a little hint in there for you. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get treated like boot camp for dropping that line, because I'm pretty sure Suge had to listen to it before it gets released. Oh, for sure. And and if
3: you finish that line, he was like, don't mention it or brother I will
1: get swollen. But um, yeah. I yeah, so he signed Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg will person Snoop Dogg has gone on interviews and said that, and I quote, masterpiece saved my life. Sure so did. Uh, I know he has a, a dedicated... And can you imagine? Because we're talking about one of the biggest rappers in the world in, in time at this point, And you got Snoop Dogg on... And, and and let's talk about No Limit album covers for a second. Them album covers were some of the flashiest, most out, <laughs> most outlandish album covers you ever seen. And, like, they're heavily oh, Photoshopped. And all the Photoshopped? Oh, my God. And then here you got Snoop Dogg. And they make a they make a no limit uh um style album cover for him. He's sitting in a chair surrounded by two pit bulls and a mansion in the background. You know what those background. are? You know the technique for those, right? Talk to me.
3: It was Pen and Pixel Graphics. Yes, that's that was the name of the company. That's what they were doing. Yes, it was all about they were very comic book based influence. That's why they did those covers like that. Those covers were hot. And you know Yeah. It, uh,
1: Every 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 oh. southern label at the time, well, every everywhere in New Orleans used them because Cash Money used them too. Yes, but Cash Money's album covers weren't nowhere near as, as flashy or or as outlandish as uh fire <laughs> as no. Yeah, you always got fire. You got fire, fire on the Cash Money side. <laughs> always, I don't know. I guess I guess Birdman had a fascination with fire. You probably did. Even, even in their, you realize that at that time period, all the um, with the exception of Ha and back that ass up, all the Cash Money uh, music videos had fire in them. Oh my they god. They were the hot boys. Fire. They, they were the hot boys for real. Even, ju- even uh, Juvenile, I got that fire. I got that fire. Like, and you see them on the top of a project building, engulfed in flames. Yep. Yo, they, they yep. must have yep. needed at least three or four permits to do those videos. <laughs> but, um, getting back to P, so, it's funny though, we bring up Snoop Dogg, but a lot of people didn't like that uh, album. The game is to be sold, not to be told. The albums were good. I mean, it was different for Snoop. It was a different
3: sound, different formula. So, you know, now
1: the he, t- he, people he's, he's, had he's to going used away. To it. He's going away from G funk and rapping the bounce. And uh, yeah. for those of y'all who know me personally, that intro might sound a little familiar. You know what I mean? oh, ah! oh, yeah, sure it does. Uh-oh. Like the one we do no limits, so... uh... <laughs> But uh yeah, man. So but 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 Snoop drops, uh, Mystical has another album in ninety-eight. Um and it's very funny because uh Snoop Dogg brought over Charlie Wilson to do a couple of songs on No Limit. Uh he so could you imagine Mystical and Charlie Wilson on a, on the same song before then?
3: Very interesting.
1: Very interesting. Yeah, that the song Ghetto Fabulous with Mystical Snoop Dogg and Charlie Wilson. And then also, mm-hmm. uh, he brings up uh, Charlie Wilson again on Mia X's album in 98, Mama Drama. So, um, but, it was, but Snoop wasn't on the song. It was just Mia X and Charlie Wilson on what you want to do, Mama Mia now. You're
3: Mama. really having fun with this singing, aren't you?
1: This yeah, you tomorrow. can't keep running in and out of my life. What you want to do? Come on, man. I told you I'm I'm the nate dog of this podcast, man. If there is a hook to be sung in a rap song, I'm to sing that shit. You know that. Well, you said what you wanna do, what you need to do is stop singing. <laughs> you know, you, you got jokes, fam. You got jokes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, also in ninety-eight, of course, we mentioned I got the hookup, the I got the hookup soundtrack uh was on there. Um soak soak the shocker, charge it to the game. Like all yep. these hits. Um, oh. you and you know, um, To's cousin Mystical went off. It ain't my <laughs> fault. Did I do that? <laughs>
3: His cousin Mystical.
1: But uh, you, because you know, anybody who I'm got dread, anybody who got dreads or that type of hairstyle is related to To, obviously. No. And you know the they're is, loud.
2: People may say that Silk is the worst rapper, but Charger to the Game sold millions. It went. did. It did. Then, then you had a. Uh, oh, and, and then my and favorite, favorite song on Charger to the po- Game. Favorite posse cut no limit soldier because i don't know what the hell the
1: shocker was doing that first verse yo man but oh my favorite song on charge it to the game you know, you know. Like, what the hell? my favorite song on charge it to the game because you know nobody was checking for destiny's child until p put them on you oh. know they was like people always talking about There yeah, he goes again with the hook you're a soldier uh, now see i don't doing care it what they always <laughs> say just be straight with me. Hold on, wait for uh-huh. it. But, no, they uh,
2: shouldn't have waited for
1: it.
2: And that's another sample to an old school song.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were sampling so did, them old school songs heavy. So when yeah. did when did that? So
1: so uh, in '98 too. Didn't didn't MP the last song come out? Oh boy. Masterpiece quote unquote retirement album. He said, Yo, that's it, folks. I'm done. I want to focus strictly on the business. He puts out MP The Last Dawn, which, again, is a double disc. Following the trend at rap at the time, you a big-name rapper, you putting out two CDs worth of material.
3: And that's his highest selling to date. Yeah,
1: because that's the phenomenon. When when an artist that everybody loves or everybody's fucking with says, yo, I'm done, this is going to be my last album, of course people are going to buy it. Jay-Z. Yep, Jay-Z did it with the Black Album. Um, at the time, everybody thought Me Against the World was going to be Tupac's last album, because in that jail interview, he says, yo, that's his swan song, he's done. Even mm-hmm. though he, he wasn't done at the time, little did we know.
2: Well, apparently, that didn't last long for Master P as far as retirement album. Oh, no, and, but... And MP and, 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 and The Last Song was a really, really good album, though. Yeah, That's lot... my
1: favorite one, to be honest with you guys. Really? Over, over Get O.D.? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, yeah, to make them to make him say, "Oh, remixes on there." But I'm not
3: looking at that remix. I'm looking at um, "The Ghetto Got Me Trapped." I'm looking at um, the songs he got, especially the joint with UGK. He got the joint with um, with E40. Oh yeah, get your paper, and uh, also the song with C Murder on the second disc. Ghetto got me crazy. Woody Woody Woody. Like, with more like that Bootho. song was great.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The song with yeah bone that's right.
3: yeah.
2: It's P and Bone, nigga.
3: We, too, we boning.
2: dead and gone, So Chris, that's that, that's, is that P-Bone? That's P-Bone. Okay.
3: For
1: when those of y'all who don't know. would you work with Bone Thugs, you remember Bone Thugs. Yeah, <laughs> according to QG, if you work with Bone Thugs, you remember a Bone, a bone <laughs> Thugs. So there's Pac-Bone, right. Biggie Bone, and P-Bone.
3: We should do an episode dedicated to that
1: one day. Oh, 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 oh this is going to be fun. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, so so I guess Ice Cube is Cube Bone,
2: huh?
1: Oh yeah, Cube Bone, Mariah Bone, Phil Collins
3: Bone, all all these. Phil things. Collins Bone, <laughs> bro. And you can you quote that one because so- because Lazy Bone said that. Lazy said it. Lazy did say it. <laughs> <laughs> he said we. He said we kicked it with Phil Bone. I called T.O. right away. I said I told oh, you I so. With
2: that. You know, <laughs> I told I had
1: to you look so. at it. I said no. He did not that. <laughs> <laughs> Told you so, man. Wow, oh, oh. but uh, also in '98, um, you got C Murder's first album drops. Wait, um, but wait, but wait, before we get that, this is what I was talking about: how Master
2: P is so smart because he also released a short film of N.P. The Last down himself. Yes,
3: yes, he, he did. There
1: was a film. Wasn't was a he film.
3: trying to? Uh, wasn't he trying to impersonate a mobster?
1: Yes, he was supposed to be <laughs> a mafia boss. A, the movie with is a, with a
3: terrible movie.
1: accent. The movie is 38 minutes in length. I liked it, but uh, oh, well, people, pe- people will say I'm biased for liking it. But oh, you're biased. stop you're it! About- but yeah, that, that, that I liked his Italian accent. Oh no! What you mean? Oh no! <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> and for those who want to hear P's Italian accent, he actually does it on Snoop Dogg's album The Last Meal. You've been good it, to it, me. It, so I'm gonna be good it, to you. He also did it on on the last Don. He did it on a skip. Listen, I I, I like that. I like that P Italian accent, right? I, Italian.
3: I, you Italian. You hear him?
1: But, you uh, Steve Harvey all of a sudden? I, no, uh, no, <laughs> sir. But uh, but yeah. So '98, uh, we got a Mia X album. We got a Snoop album. We got a P album. We got a C Murder album. We got a Mystical album. We got right. a so we get wow. we get blessed with a Soldier Slim album, which to this day. Uh, is one of my all-time favorites, not just in No Limit, but rap in and of itself. Um, we get, and then we get albums from like all every soldier known to man. We get albums from Big Ed, we get albums from Mac. You know, free my man's Mac, He didn't do it. Um, he didn't we, get do albums, it yeah. we yes. We wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. What you mean free Mac? He's on the now? Right? <laughs> oh no. <sighs>
1: uh, anyway, of course he didn't do it. He's right there. <laughs> anyway. Um, we get albums from Magic, Fiend, Kane and Abel, um, the Gambino family, the Prime Suspects, like, just, just, just everybody, like, who didn't have an album on No Limit in 98? Skull Duggery, we get an album from, like, just everybody. everybody. Like, if yep. they was on, if they were signed to No Limit, like, they probably had an album in 98. So when you look yep. at No
2: Limit, when we was talking about 98, they flooded 1998, they were working.
1: Yeah, it got show Alfred. Yeah, and you you know what's funny though? Like if you were to buy any of the No Limit CDs, and this just goes back to, to master P B and the shrewd businessman that he is, every No Limit album had endless advertisements for upcoming projects in them. Mm hmm. And a even lot of so, labels followed that formula too. Even so, to the point that he advertised stuff that never came to fruition. <laughs> Like for th- for for three and a half years straight, he advertised Five O Four Boys. The the earliest Five O Four Boys ad in a No Limit album was the end of '96 in Silk the Shocker's album, and that album didn't come out till 2000.
2: Then you, you know have what that's a, called?
1: What? A scratch your head, Craig Mack moment. I don't get it. that <laughs> gets it. If you remember
3: the interview on Yo MTV Raps, where ah, um, we're, we're probably talk about Craig Mack <laughs> is
1: working on a working on his second right. album and. He scratches his head and looks up at the camera with the yes. most, with the most memorable expression on his face, and you can tell so he wanted to say something. Right, so that's it right there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so P, P was advertised like things that didn't happen, um, that I remember seeing in those No Limit albums. the Tank Dogs album. The Tank Dogs was supposed to be a group comprised of uh, C Murder, Fiend, Mac, and Snoop Dogg. If that album would have dropped, woo. Yeah, the true tank
3: dogs.
1: Yep. That album and they did like maybe two songs together their whole time there, but that album cover, that, that album cover that they had in the advertisement looked fire. Um, if you follow us on Rap Lab Pod on Instagram, I might we might just post that up, you know. But uh Yeah, so we had the, the Tank Dogs album. Um uh West Coast Bad Boys no, not West Coast Bad Boys, um the the third incarnation of um Down South Hustlers was supposed to be released album cover had them on a yacht on a boat for whatever reason so is that why you want to do that no sir i wanted (laughs) so for those of y'all who know me i want to go on a yacht boat i used to rap at one time and i wanted to film a a music video on a yacht pouring champagne into the ocean but only because that's what p did on how you do that there and i thought that was the coolest (laughs) shit ever at the time but um but yeah so he advertised like if you had an upcoming project on no limit you was gonna get advertised heavy and also look at the look at the track listings, right? Almost every no limit album, no matter who the artist was, um you had about 25 features on the album, all mainly comprised of other no limit artists. It even they got was so good at bad. Marketing. It even got so bad to the point of when you saw a no limit album cover, on the side it would say featuring and list every artist who had a feature on that album. Yeah,
3: pretty much. I mean, you- the marketing strategy of no limit second to none like the way that they were especially artists who you never would have thought would have been rappers who never would have probably made it on any other labels p was able to take homegrown talent and other talent that he saw and nurture them and he taught them how to be their own businessmen and women which is more important than anything
1: yep because uh we had to master people I don't think on any other label you would have got a full-blooded or or a Gambino family or a Sons of Funk album. Exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, so he's chugging along. And it's crazy because, like, you pick up C-Murder first album. Um, um, What was that? Life or Death, for example. And um, you look at the album cover and on the side it says Featuring, Masterpiece, Soak the Shocker, UGK, Kane and Abel, Mac. And I'm just like, yo, like, you gonna give us the Mackie whole... Mac, you came workout? out with an album, Mac? Mac, you came out <laughs> Oh, with album? my God. <laughs> Back M A C not M A C K. Stop that. Well, he just cut off the K because he don't. No, I mean he cut off the K because he don't want people hitting on him for money. So that's why he changed it. Oh, oh, very smart. And and like T O, like T O said earlier, every No Limit album had like deep posse cuts, and those posse cuts like that's all to go back to the business. Like each album had a song where you got like twelve different artists on it. Oh
2: my god! Oh, they flooded posse cuts everywhere. On their album. They 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 turned No Limit
3: into more than just a label. They made it into a brand. brand Bro, yes,
1: No Limit was a factory at one point. Absolutely. Like you take these posse. Yo, see murders. I'm a soldier. It's like the, the mo- Yo, it's that. Not- when I was younger, I enjoyed it, but now that I'm older and I got a better ear for music, it sounds like noise. I'm sorry to say. All you hear is <laughs> all you hear is pee in the background. All I wanna be is a motherfucking soldier. Oh, that's what she was talking about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Oh, you stop it. (laughs) But, uh, fast forward to 1999. And 99, they kick off strong, you know. Uh, Um, 99, we get, we get, uh, albums from Mr. Servon. We get another Fiend album. Of course, P comes out of retirement. We get an album from him soak the shocker yeah, yeah. soak the shocker uh has made man see C-, C. murder probably had um the most C. murder's album in 99 was um was was different bossolini because if you pay attention he had features from nate dog corrupt and he had production and features from daz too he reached out i mean was... in 99 it was p and true they they dropped uh, the Crimes family right Yes, they did. But that C Murder album, you could it sounded like Death Row, cause even uh even what's his name? The guy who's uh this is W Balls was on his album. My main man Ricky Harris,
3: man. Oh, rest in peace, Ricky Harris.
1: To touch on Ricky Harris for just a second, because I don't know when we're we'll ever when we'll ever speak on him again. All those W ball skits was hilarious in my opinion. Oh, classic.
3: DJ Easy
1: Dick. my favorite one is on the murder was the case soundtrack on 21 jump street he's like this is dj and uh we got dick all up all up in here and then and then when he started taking the phone calls the dude calls in and uh talking to him he's like i can't hear you this shit is hilarious but um but also 1999 also starts the downfall of no limit um one of the main reasons why no limit starts to crumble is because now master p is doing things that he wants to do um, in 1999 he famously played for the charlotte hornets in the national basketball association <laughs> what's so funny what's so funny <laughs> so so so, oh so basically
3: in a, basically in a nutshell ladies and gentlemen congratulations to him for for doing something that no other <laughs> uh rapper was ever really able to do but picture this in your mind ladies and gentlemen he's on the bench he gets off the bench <laughs> shoots a shot ugh, sits back down drinks his gatorade and the game let, let let's not hey, 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 hey. he made that <laughs>
1: shot okay
2: <laughs> yes he made the shot of course One he of did the most impressive moments in basketball history
1: like literally I in mean, his first nba game he gets off the bench he goes in for like two seconds, <laughs> takes one <laughs> shot. The shot goes in, and then when the other team immediately calls timeout, he's, he doesn't go back in for the rest of the game. Yep, that was it. Hey, he Just went one for time. one. And, and, but how
3: interesting. How you have a contract with two different NBA teams?
1: Yeah, uh, he played two seasons, 90, ni- the 98-99 season with the Charlotte Hornets and in the 99-2000 to 2000 season with the Toronto Raptors where – when the Raptors played the, the Vancouver Grizzlies, and the video is on YouTube, folks, if you think I'm bullshitting around, Which he scored it? Yep. He scores eight points in the last two minutes to lift the Raptors to victory.
3: But you know what, though? The, the greatest part about that is, ladies and gentlemen, not only did he score eight points— he did it using an Xbox controller. <laughs> Wait, uh, Xbox controller.
1: Oh, you, oh, thank you. Yes,
3: yes, yes. He did, he used it. He was he was playing Xbox, that he you know he scored the eight points. It's a creative player mode, ladies and gentlemen. It oh, you stop it! History.
1: You stop it! Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Stop it. Oh, look at all these haters. Like, come on, stop it. But um, so yeah, so P in this, around this time, he's in the NBA. Uh, doing this thing, try, you know, making it, trying to make it in the league, and uh, also at this time, he he winds up uh, in in a, in another genre that's close to my heart, professional Uh-oh. wrestling. He get, he gets on <laughs> WCW Monday Nitro, and he, c murder and silk the shocker. They perform Hootie Who live on Monday Nitro on a wrestling show, folks. Yes, they and do. And Master P got into a feud with the legendary Kurt Hennig. And listen, You're missing something important. Wait, the worst moment for me as a kid was oh, to see <laughs> Kurt, was. P gets out of the limo, and you know the announcers are hyping it up. Oh my God, it's Master P! He's on nitro, and he comes out of the limo, and Kurt Hennig walks up to him. For those of you who may not who may not watch wrestling, uh, Kurt Hennig, aka Mister Perfect, uh, walks up to Master P, sees Master P, daps him up. is like, hey, Master P, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it, it'll mean so much to me if you can autograph this CD. P autographs the CD and gives it to him. And this son of a bitch, Kurt Hennig, I don't think he's a son of a bitch no more, but at the time I did, cracks the CD, throws it on the ground, and stomps on it. You did the right thing. Good for you, Kurt. <laughs> Do you know how offended I was at the time?
3: Oh, man. How What's funny it? was that? And, 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 then, and then P looked like he wanted to fight. He jumps like, Woo! Did he, He's jumping up into the. Oh, body don't don't,
1: don't forget don't forget don't forget the infamous line. You want beef, cowboy? You want beef? <laughs> and all of this is on the WWE Network for those of y'all who have it. Did um, they get booed, Alfred? And mass. And this is the thing. They put Master P with Rey Mysterio. They put him with Conan, and he and and he was supposed to be. They were supposed to be cheered, and they got booed. <laughs> Because and then they made it a music thing because Kurt Hennig formed a country music group, and the country music group fought the No Limit Soldiers on pay per view.
3: I like NASCAR racing. (laughs) I like I like
1: country. I like country girls. I like (laughs) Willie Nelson. But don't forget about Pearl. There's only one thing that I hate. Is this a bunch bunch of crap? I hate rap. I hate rap. That was great.
3: That was fantastic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know they actually played that on country music radio stations? I I (laughs) love it.
3: That was awesome.
1: (laughs) And then rightfully so, Turner got rid of it because they claimed it to be a racist song. Oh, no, it's not. But, um... Oh, and the most memorable moment of that whole shtick was Silk the Shocker's birthday party on WCW Monday Nitro. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. That so, was funny. Here's the funny thing. So... Oh, Lord. They're having a birthday party, and it's Master P, Silk the Shocker, Sea murder Soldier Slim, Rey Mysterio, Conan, and a bunch of, like, you know, uh, Master P's entourage. They're in the ring. They got a big-ass birthday cake, and Kurt Hennig comes down and says he's got a gift, a gift for Silk the Shocker, who... He calls Seth. I don't understand how you mix up Silk the Shocker with Seth. I like that. Seth the Shocker. Stop it. So he pulls out a cowboy hat and gives it to Silk the Shocker. And, you know, I got to do this in the Silk the Shocker voice. Silk the Shocker responds to him after he gets the cowboy hat. He's like, you know, this is what I always wanted. I always wanted to be a cowboy. And he's uh,
3: reading the dictionary again.
1: Oh, stop (laughs) it. And he stomps on the hat and Master P and C Murder take the cake and blast her heading in the face with it and throw him out of the ring and you hear C Murder running around saying we know them as soldiers and Master P is like you want beef cowboy you still want beef and isn't it funny later on that night they get Master P involved in the main event where everybody in the whole locker room runs out and Master P runs out and gets to the ring and he runs and he runs off Ric Flair <laughs> And all you hear is Tony Schiavone. All you hear is Tony Schiavone say. having too much fun. All you hear is Tony Schiavone say, and Master P has come out. I was just well, a He runs he, off PDP and Bad Bad Bigelow and Rick
3: Flair. You no, know Master P had to get paid. P, P had too much fun. Oh, paid. He he got paid. Great. I'm sure he got paid for all well, that.
1: Well, don't you remember the uh, the, press the press conference that conference. WCW oh, had? He was Lord. like, I always, liked, I always liked watching the wrestling. And I just want to thank, I just want to thank Mr. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you hear me, and then before P comes out, you hear me, Gene Okerlund going down there. He's like, he's known for such hits such as "I Miss My Homies," and just to hear me, Gene say some shit. like Because <laughs> Mean
3: Gene has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he's got such hits as "I Miss
2: My Homies." Oh, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Gene.
1: Oh, but uh, in the midst, oh, in the yeah, midst of Pete me... trying to make the NBA and become somebody in wrestling, his empire crumbles. And in a lot of interviews, you hear the artists detail why they left, and it was just like they felt like Pete didn't care. So in night and in, in the summer of 1999, uh, Mystical, who was a big cash cow for him, Mystical, Fiend, Mr. Servon, Mia X, um, Skull even Beats by the Pound, the production team, which uh, made every single hit for uh, for Master P and No Limit Records up until that point. They all leave. So I truly felt that was a real downfall for No Limit when they lost their original production style. Oh, yeah, because it, it changed greatly. And we'll get into that in a second. But uh, even guys who had been with him since the very beginning back in the Richmond days, Big Ed left, too. Yep. So... All he was left with after that mass exodus was, of course, Silk and Sea murder. They would never leave him. Um Snoop Dogg was still around because he had a contract. Some people I've heard some people tell me that they, they think Snoop would have left too if he had got the chance. I don't know how true that is.
3: But I don't think he would have left.
1: But um Snoop sticks around, Magic sticks around, Mac sticks around, and no, not TO. Of and, course uh, he
3: did, of course he stuck around.
1: Oh, Max stuck around. And uh, the artist who had my arguably my favorite album cover on No Limit, Mercedes, stuck around.
3: Uh huh. And why is that your favorite album cover, fool?
1: Bro, that that's my favorite album cover. Uh-huh.
3: It had nothing to do with the music. You see? <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with the music.
1: Yeah, nothing to do with
3: the music. Everybody knows why you like that Mercedes album cover. It's the same reason why a lot of people like Trina's first album
1: cover. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the instagram but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so he has a mass exodus all these artists leaves and then his next album where he comes out of re- and i guess he felt he had to come out of retirement because when everybody you had leaves you don't have really no more n- much music to put out so You're you gotta right. come out of retirement and, to, and right. to the year before that Ooh. and uh he comes out with only god can judge me which is a so-so album but he had production from from Jermaine Dupri on that album. Could you imagine that? That was a downfall. But uh, and then uh, I mean, let's not yeah, let's man. not let's not forget the single him and Jermaine Dupri. There's actually a music video to this song called "The Ballers." The Ballers. <laughs> I, I like platinum, I like gold, but real niggas don't spend money on hoes.
2: And the funny part is he still had he still had mystical on the album despite that he was leaving. Yeah, mystical I got a question did question one song. For you. Yeah, go ahead.
3: I got a question for you. Track number seven, uh Mac.
2: It was you, Nas, and Sons of Funk. How was uh, that? That was not a yo,
1: isn't that the same song where uh Nas um th- Word played his movies? Yeah, Nas spit a verse and he word played every single No in the film at the time. So that I know you cool. enjoyed that, Al. You enjoyed oh, that. oh, of course. Anytime people <laughs> show love to the colonel and the lineage, they got that, that's why that's why I fucked with Nas. Mm. But um also in '99, um, one big highlight, my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, we all keep quoting that goddamn cigarette. <laughs> Hot Boys came out, with, uh, and that 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 actually uh, furthered the beef with uh, Cash Money, because you know we already knew right. who the Hot Boys was, and y'all come out yeah. with you a movie. you that? Because I always
2: felt that was a, a, a stab at Cash Money, because I'm like, wow. Uh, I
1: thought that me? was a shot. And look who the hot boys was. Silk the Shocker and Snoop Dogg. See murder. See murder. Mystical. Mystical. And you know what's funny? The way that that film plays out. I mean, I know y'all y'all panic, But Silk the Shocker actually did a decent job. And what that's mean? my girl. That's my girl. She didn't
3: do it. <laughs> no, he did not. He, Stop you me. call that a decent job? <laughs> that movie was good. Especially the way they all got killed in the end when they was in that warehouse. The way that they, the way that their bodies twisted and turned when Clifton Powell was shooting them. <laughs> Yo, why is Clifton Powell in every rap-produced movie? Because he's you gotta man. love Clifton, Powell. Clifton, pa- Clifton Powell doesn't discriminate. That's the thing.
1: Clifton Powell was in that. He was in another No Limit film, Lockdown. Like, come on. Yeah, and P was in Lockdown too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Uh, Uh, And he shanked the guy on the basketball court, and that's Uh, what started the riot in the prison yard. She didn't do it. That's my girl. That's my girl, LaShonga Farrow. She didn't do it. Oh, let's not forget, Gary Busey was the detective. Gary Busey? Yes, Gary Busey. (laughs) Weirdest
2: person ever to look at.
1: But then we get to the year 2000, and by this point, You know, nobody really checking for P like that outside of his hardcore fans.
2: I I think another downfall around that time is because of cash money. Well, yeah, cash money started to blow up. Yeah, yeah, that momentum was just getting way too high. Once that rival was happening, I think cash money was starting to become more into the, uh, not we'll say impact, but more into the the sales and the streams. And, you know, they was making a name as well. But even though you had the rivalry between cash money and No Limit, it's like when a lot of people left. And then Cash Money started coming on. People are drawing their attention now to Cash Money. Especially one of the biggest um, questionable songs. Like, always ask questions, by the way, uh, Juvenile. But, uh, but isn't
3: a- it funny? Isn't it funny, though? Because we talked about the Source Awards before. And in this particular Source Awards, they gave Master P a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he shouted out Cash Money when he, when he won. And you see the... Yeah. Cash Money group in the crowd. You guys remember that? They put their hands up showing love. And, you know, I thought that was a good look, but you didn't see the main people from Cash Money give it up. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see Birdman, Wayne, and those guys do that. But he did shout them out when he won the award.
1: And you know what's crazy? Um, when when both labels were hot, only one artist, only two artists ever crossed over. Um, uh, Mac appeared on a BG song on the original Chopper City, but that was it. Good but to then, you, Mac. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, you know, I got to stop bringing Mac up. But anyway. <laughs> um, but, like, after the labels, after No Limit was done in popularity and the hot boys were done on cash money, all of a sudden, you got BG and C Murder collaborating quite frequently. Yep. Yeah, finally. Yeah, man. Uh, I know they dropped that song in 05. I know y'all have heard of me. C Murder.
2: Because they were up for, like, you know unfortunately serving time for crimes they committed so yeah it like,
0: man it was like and,
2: let's um, just try to make amends you know from this particular company I was with you know I was with Cash Money was with no limit so let's just like squash it
1: and I, up until I, the point I, and I,
2: so it almost felt to me like as if like their life was done because they had a lot of they had a lot of years for Tom, Especially oh
1: yeah uh, BG's currently in the bib right now weapons charge C-Murder got life for a murder um, but he didn't he, do it. I he did. I don't think he did it. The, the, somebody no, somebody went to the cops, the NOPD, and was like, "Yo, I did it." And they just told him, "All right, have a nice day," and sent him home.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: But uh, and what? Oh, I thought I thought you said I thought you said something. My bad. But no, um, no,
3: no. Very, very interesting that uh that 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 went down.
1: Man. We, I could, I could go on about crooked police, but this is not last week. But anyway, so, so yeah, so and then and then up until the point Soldier Slim got killed, BG was rocking with him Hardbody. So I mean, the artist started to even be, and BG even appeared on a song with Master P on Chopper's Chopper Style album. He So I mean, it's all coming together. Uh, 2000 is like the death blow because the 504 Boys album comes out. C-Murder has an album out. He puts out Ghetto Postage, which didn't receive no love. And Snoop Dogg finally leaves No Limit after his third album in three years. Well, I mean, it wasn't also bad. You did get that hit single, Wobble Wobble. Yeah, you got Wobble Wobble, and um, <laughs> and C-Murder had a uh, Fuck the Mother because 'cause I'm down for money. But
2: one of the most,
1: <laughs> one of the most,
2: in, like one of the most impactful songs ever in that particular year.
1: Yep, C. Murder, oh, uh, Magic, and Snoop
2: Dogg.
1: damn, so so now you put you you made that beat, and now the sirens in the background is going by. You see what you did? Yep, you see what you did, Mac. Oh, my bad. But
3: uh, <laughs> also oh, in 2000.
1: Oh, 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 there they go again. Mac, the No Limit artist, not our friend Mac, uh, uh, gets locked up for a murder <laughs> as well. So the wrong. Oh man, why'd you, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? why'd yeah. you do it man oh god yeah he he's been <laughs> locked up that long um Damn. yeah since 2000 and he's not scheduled to be released till 2031 if he would have took a plea deal uh-huh. and, and and pled guilty he would have been out by now but he maintained uh-huh. his innocence so you got to do the whole sentence which is messed up and yeah, also just like up. the sea murder case somebody went to the to, to the to the uh, chief of police they said i did it and they just sent him home and told him have a nice day
3: well you know what the crazy part is, you know, um as the chief of police I really wanted to get Eric.
1: Oh my god. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> oh, man, stop, it. <laughs> stop Hey, you talk about I quote beef, beef the beef D V D. Oh Alfred, you the king
2: of quoting beef. What are you talking about? Yeah, you yeah, you the king of that one. What do you mean? I don't quote that often. Yes you do. Sure, sure you do.
1: Oh man, but uh well yeah, because I was the one who did post on the uh the Instagram page the KRS What M C Shan thing and the Jay Z Nas thing. Mm. But, but uh, I mean I mean P kept working though, even after all that. Like Yeah, like P kept working, but but the output was never the same. The the album mm-hmm. sales was never the same. I got uh, a, I got a question now. You also think like
2: it was also a downfall. I I hate to not try to blame him too. You think it was a bit of a downfall once Little Rumpel
1: got involved? Well, actually, no, because Romeo, so Romeo, Masterpiece Son started rapping, and his album went platinum.
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna put that on him. He did what he was. You know what I'm saying is like supposed to do at that
2: time. now, you know, now the sun's in the game, but it's like where people. I mean, I hate to say this because it's like people are like, okay, we like in Masterpiece Son, but then it's like this whole thing where they post, they was trying to the media, in my opinion was trying to put that whole Bow Wow versus Little Romeo thingy, and it was like, come on now. Yeah,
3: but uh, that was a waste of time, because Bow Wow won. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, Romeo had them singles, you know, what was that with the Michael Jackson with the
1: Jackson 5 sample? Uh, I baby, I don't think your girlfriend. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that, that song, that song, what do you mean terrible? That song was fire. Terrible.
3: And then, then, he had the one
1: with the Slick Rick sample. Then he had the one with the Slick Rick sample. Stop hating. Wait, it's the truth. And, and, and the Michael Jackson sample song is called "My Baby." Okay. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been.
2: Yeah, that's all Uh, my Cinderella was it with Solange? Yes, it was. And oh, uh, and our and our favorite one that uh, unfortunately he he fucked up as well. The uh the it takes two
1: uh sample, two way. <laughs>
2: Terrible.
1: Oh, his album, his album sold, alright? So you can't get mad. Didn't
3: he them. work with Nick Cannon too? Yes, he did. Yes, he
1: did. Oh, and let's not forget on uh Nickelodeon The Lil Romeo show.
3: A oh. show that you watched, unfortunately.
1: Of course. Hey, oh, watch it flow. It's time for the Romeo show. And and Master P was in the show. The only thing that pissed me off was when they adopted the uh the uh, the white the white brother. <laughs> Like Master P really gonna adopt a white kid? Yeah, right. Who are you fooling?
2: Master well, P was just, you know, just trying to. Master P was just he trying was
3: hustling. To, he yeah. was hustling. He had his hand in so many different things.
2: And I think Master P was trying to be nice, as far as portraying it as a nice dad, is what I'm
1: saying. Well, you you ain't seen nothing yet. You never saw Uncle P, did you? Well, I, I owe everybody from Uncle P wasn't that on BET? Bro, that movie gets played on BET so often. It's
2: hilarious. What was oh, that, yeah. Uncle? Wait, wait, what was that movie he had with Michael Blackson
1: when he was like, that nigga dead? D U D. I don't was remember. It? Was it? Un- no, it wasn't Undisputed. I gotta
3: look that up. We'll look it up. But, um, well, I mean, I mean you said Undisputed. Adam Cole, baby.
1: Stop <laughs> it. Anyway, um,. <laughs> We talked enough wrestling on this show already, but um, but yeah, P just you never know, had it the same. And but you,
3: you, you know what song from P I really did not like around that time, man. And Al,
1: I told you about this Mac. Act a fool, I can't stand Don't make that me fool. Act- don't make uh, me. Oh, act- yo, that was Master P's last attempt to be a mainstream artist. Because who was who, what producer was hot at the time? Little John. So look, so he Mo, had, look He has Little John. He has Lil John on the uh, on the on, on produce the song and feature on it. And all you hear is Michael uh Michael, all you hear is Lil John in the background screaming, What? Yeah as, as Master P is going, Don't make me act a fool. And he brings back the dance that we all love. No, but listen, he's on the block.
3: Act a fool? Yes. Oh. He's on he's on the block with a white shirt and braids and he's jumping around. I'm like, P you you like fifty something years old, man. Stop it
2: us I don't. I, I think P didn't need to do all that with like Little John and I am like P, you a main man already, man. Trying man.
1: to main, trying to be mainstream. He's also collaborating e. with Dipset at this time too. Garbage. About it, about it. Part three is with Ka- Was on the Dipset album with uh, Cameron and Jim Jones.
2: Well, Jim Jones and Cam shouldn't have been on. It should have just been Master P.
1: They yes. even flipped. The, they even flipped the first line of the song. Cameron says, "I represent." Where them killers at, 145th and Broadway. And I'm just like, oh boy. Trash. Oh boy, was right. And uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's stupid. And Cameron even was like, I got beef and then no, I got to call no limit up. Trash.
2: Well, they should have hung
1: up the phone when he called. <laughs> oh, you stop it. Ah! You know, Cameron was a favorite of mine at that point. But, uh, yeah because he did that that's the only reason why he was yeah man. yo he had and, and then he even said the free c murder like come on man like he, 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 oh he, come he, on he, he's rooting for the team man so biased
2: you only did that because he was the uh, he, he. Co- he collaborated with the Colonel, and a damn ambitious as a writer, with I mean, uh, but, as a killer, which was garbage. But you, know, it, but you know what? But you know, I'm glad
3: you brought that up because you said, you know, Killer, he's KFC with the Colonel, so it's all about chicken.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yo, it worked you worked a hater. You are <laughs> a hater. Oh, that is a yeah, time And also, we can't forget your favorite masterpiece song that samples LL Cool J, I Need Dubs. That is not my favorite. LL should have seen.
2: Only got you should have sued. Favorite. I only got a few of ma- uh, favorite masterpiece on. By, by the part two and the ghetto's trying to kill me. That's where it stands.
1: You don't like make him say, huh? I mean, I like make him say, huh? But that's not like not my favorite masterpiece song. I need dubs. Trash. And then the last memorable masterpiece moment of his rap career came on an episode of uh, Rap City, where Fifty Cent was on there a couple weeks, and he said, "Masterpiece don't." Something happened where with, with with the beef between well not beef but like the the competition between 50 Cent and Kanye and then 50 Cent said something to the effect of Master P don't sell records no more. And who just happened to walk out right as he said that? Master P.
3: Man, P responded to it. They had a
1: conversation, you know. And little uh, and, and little uh, does everybody know, but Master P paid for 50 Cent's first tour. Yes, he did. A lot yes. of people don't know that. Yo, Master P paid for a lot of people first tour. He paid for Destiny Child's first tour too. Well, like like you said, Master P was a
2: businessman, and Master P self. Oh, I, 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 I'm sorry, the phone is ringing. Um hello, um No Limit Studios. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, 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 Chris, 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 can you please ask be good. Well, Uh, I mean, I'm gonna
3: ask him. uh, Actually, it's Master P actually calling right now. If this is P, say, oh. (laughs) Oh, this ain't no P. Hang up the (laughs) phone, (laughs) fool.
1: Oh, my God. And with that, we're gonna bring this episode to a close. This is probably one of our most extensive episodes ever. But before we do, we're gonna go around the room and, uh, We'll go one by one, starting with you first, QG. Just tell us what your what what your I what what you think Master P's long lasting legacy in the rap gaming.
3: Master P's long lasting legacy is be your own business person. Thank you. Never give up and hold on to your dreams. And he said this on the last dime. If you hustling, hustle for a cause. Don't let anybody get in your way. Or deter you from what you're doing. When it comes to being a hustler, having a goal, having a dream, and putting in hard to get it, Master P is the epitome of what a minority businessman and a business person. Black, white, whatever, P is the definition of what it means
2: to be the ultimate hustler.
1: Okay. TO, what about you?
2: I don't know how to I don't know how to follow by that because I it's just what QG just said. It's like Master P is saying, like, yo, be your own boss. Create yourself as a boss. Like, you don't have to go through the same situations that other artists do. You chase your dreams. Once you chase your dreams, it's not where it stops, but just continue. And like I said, this is why I'm glad we talked about this, this person in episode. Because Master P taught us how the business works in the game or in the music industry, especially. So, um if anything we we, we, had we had a jay-z but before we had a jay-z we had a masterpiece so as far as business wise, i will actually so to be particularly honest i will actually try to go up to him one day and ask him like yo how does this work to me i think he's the perfect candidate because he showed that true ambition of being your own hustler and your own boss and why I think, despite that we get you on know, him about his lyrics, he is one of the most impactful artists ever to grace hip-hop history, and I think he deserves his dues, no matter what. Absolutely. And, um, he should write a book.
1: So y'all are focusing on the business, but um, I'm going to take it a step further. I think he's a pioneer. And reason why I say that, <laughs> think, well, of all, think of all the For firsts sure. yeah. and onlys that Master P has accomplished. Only multi-platinum rapper to play in the NBA. He yep. was the first rapper to ever have uh, um, a clothing line. Like, J- yeah, Jay-Z had Rockefeller and, and Diddy had Sean, and Puff Daddy had Sean John. But all of those came after Master P had No Limit Gear, which yes, produced the Master P sneaker, which Lloyd Banks likes to reference. Um, oh, P sneaker. Oh, I hate that line. Um,
3: it's a great line.
1: He was the first rapper to ever have a biopic. And and he was and I mean he wasn't the first to star in movies because you know Cube and, and Tupac did it before him, but he was the first to have a biopic based on his life. And uh he had a sports agency, No Limit Sports. So I mean he, he did a lot. He even had uh No Limit Communications, which I don't know if y'all know, but I got the hookup is 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 loosely based on that master p had his own line of cell phones when yes. cell phones first became a thing
2: yes
3: his own so, his own his own telecommunications line yes he
1: did and he was the first rapper to ever have a toy with his likeness when he had the the master p uh talking doll with the string in the back you pull the string and it says uh and don't is forget that the, the one with uh, the army fatigues? yes it is okay and don't mind. mine, forget, don't, mine don't work no more though
2: and don't forget the famous noodles and, and yes, oh, he just came no. out
1: with a line of ramen noodles in supermarkets he, available everywhere, folks. He, he should call it ramen sodium. <laughs> you, you stop. Listen, I ra- if I'm going to get a, a a cup full of sodium, I'd rather get it from my own people than than the, uh, the Asians, but that's a different story. I'll well, well, be careful,
3: day. man. You're going to have diabetes. Be careful, man.
1: My um, name is Wolford Bremley and I've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, but I've been okay with signing up for the Colonial Pen Program. Yeah. You're going to hell for that. <laughs> <You're the commercial. laughs> but but
2: but but, uh, but like you said, like it, like we, we touched on the business part, but we also talked about the extension of where Master P was going in the entertainment business. I can't even say music industry, I'm just gonna say entertainment
1: Entertainment business, yeah. Movies, music. Oh you have to. He yeah, touched, he touched sports, everything. He touched music, he touched um biopics. Um, don't, and don't forget, he's on a reality, he's got his own reality TV show right now. He's on Growing Up Hip-Hop, him and Romeo. He I, no disrespect to Romeo or P. They
2: don't need to be on that show.
3: Well, there was one episode in particular where Rome, Rome, Romeo looked like he was going to get whooped by Master P for missing out on one of his shows. So I thought that was really
2: cool. Yeah, but, yeah, bro, but growing up on Hip-Hop, man, after all the Uncle P's,
1: the Romeos, I, nah,
2: man. It, I feel like it's a bit backwards for them.
1: Well, they, hey, man, uh, they got a rebound from ICDC College. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> oh, please
2: not.
1: I was I was uh, so ready to transfer there, you know. Because you're an idiot, All because cool. but, Romeo was doing the commercial. What a trip. But So that wraps up the Rap Lab. Before we get out of here, a couple shout-outs, though. Um, shout-outs. I know y'all seen the new artwork on the thumbnail. Shout-outs to my boy Johnny. You can yep. follow him on Instagram at JohnnyMPhotos. He does photography. And he does um, uh, graphic design, so give him a look. And um, QG, what's the um, the name of the guy who who does the the theme for us? Well,
3: here's the the funny part. Uh, My homeboy, Jay Smith, a.k.a. Jay Hershey. When you look up Jay Hershey, you will see he has projects out there on Spotify. You can find it. Shout out my boy Jay Smith. He's the one that did the introduction for the rap lab so that's my boy right there funny he's working on a new project right now so please go support that man
1: yeah go 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 listen to his new project shout outs to you jay smith jay hershey we appreciate you for uh putting yeah. your hard work into the rap lab team. um just thank you to my man's johnny at johnny m photos um we appreciate you because that logo you did for us even though i like the old logo this is a major upgrade over the over the old logo so we appreciate y'all um, and we're gonna be back next week, so uh, I mean, yeah, over an hour and a half, yeah, we out of here. So, fellas, I'll catch y'all next week, and we do this again. Yes, sir. No, 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 no.